This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Psalm 71, verse 15. I want to give you scripture and context for what's going on and why we're doing this tonight. Are you there? Say Jess. All right. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts. This is verse 15. Of your deeds of salvation all the day. For their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Here we hear the psalmist Sharing his heart to declare the works of the Lord until the day he goes home. The other day I was writing in my cool old ancient journal. And the Lord said, write neatly. And I thought, and I'm all alone in my room. I'm like, I can read it. Like, what's the problem here? The Lord said, write neatly. He said, your children's children will read this journal. Wow. Wow. And here you hear the same heart in the psalmist. I will tell the generations to come, even when my hair is gray. I've got a bunch of them now here. I kind of like it. Jesse likes it. You're not afraid of that, are you, babe? I'm not either. I think I'll look more biblical with a nice gray head, olive skin, gray beard. It's going to look awesome, epic. I'd hate to be in Jesus school with a gray-headed Michael just giving it to you guys. Point being, point being, here the psalmist says, I want to share your testimonies until the day I go home for the sake of the generations. I will share your mighty, wondrous deeds. God has called us to declare his miracles. Now, let me me just tell you how the enemy will fight that truth. It is true you can share a testimony with the wrong heart, with the wrong motive. It's true you can market them. It's true you can sell them. It's true that God will keep healing people even after you manipulate people. Because God is good. And for the sake of the harvest, and for the sake of the hour we're in, the scripture says regarding the wheat and the tares, that God will not uproot the tares until the end of the age. And God has a plan in mind. That being said, don't live in fear. How do I say it? Just get the right heart by spending time with Jesus. Don't shut the testimonies down because you're too afraid of sounding like you're amazing. And that's what the devil will try to get you to do. Religion will uh, try to get you to silence what God is doing. Look at Luke 8, 39. Isn't God moving in our city? Don't you love the city beautiful? God's moving here again. I said God's moving here again. God is moving here again. 
We all know the story of the man with the legion of demons. That's a lot of demons. Or if you're, if you're from the south, that's a lot of folk. <laughs> I had an old southern preacher tell me one time. <laughs> he met me at the golf course once. I said, man, how you doing? He goes, I had a rough day at church. I said, well, what happened? He goes, I just cast a devil out of a lady just before I got here. You know, it's just so funny. He goes from the Catholic demon out to the golf course. I said, man, how'd it go? He goes, she had a lot of folk in there. She had a lot of folk. <laughs> a lot of folk in there. So here is the man of Gadara. Some theologians say about 12,000 devils in him. That's a lot, I and mean, that's up for argument. Nonetheless, he had a good, good bit. Another word for legion there is mob. He had a mob of devils. Jesus sets him free. This is awesome. Verse 38 says, Now the man in whom the demons had departed begged him, that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. It is natural to want to hang out with Jesus after Jesus cast a bunch of demons out of you. It's the natural response. And I don't think Jesus was rejecting this man's desire to spend time with him. That is Jesus' desire that we all spend time with him. But regarding this man's assignment, his assignment was go back to your city and open your mouth and talk about what God is doing. It's vital. See, breakthrough lives in the testimony. Once you gain something from God, listen, nobody can take it from you, but you can relinquish it. You can give it up, you can squander it, you can let it die, you can trade it in, you can sell your birthright for a bowl of soup. But it won't be God's fault if you lose it. If you steward it, you won't lose it, it'll actually increase. The nature of God is not addition only. It's multiplication in the kingdom. You plant a seed, you get more than one piece of fruit. Or more than two pieces of fruit. You get an abundance of fruit. That's called multiplication. Bill says it like this. I love the way Bill Bill describes this. He says, when I'm ministering to the sick, if I can't see in my heart, through that inter- the, those in- the internal eyes of the heart, what God is doing in a room, then I'll listen. If I can't hear what God is saying, then I will look to feel what the Lord is doing. You know, try to sense it, pick it up. If I can't do any of that, I share a testimony. I share a testimony. That's why you guys started getting healed, just watching, watching that. That's the power of a testimony. That's why the moment you celebrate somebody's breakthrough on this side of the room then God heals somebody on that side of the room. 
The devil would hate for you to realize the power of your testimony. That being said, at the end of the age, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It does matter what you say. It matters what you talk about. It would do us all good to write down every miracle we can remember. Every financial miracle. Every person that got saved that you've been praying for for years. That's a bigger miracle than a tumor falling off. Your family member that you've been praying for finally coming to Jesus, that's a big deal. Write it down. Nail it to the wall of your prayer room. Use it to exalt the Lord and remind the devil that he's defeated. One is way more... Look, using it to exalt the Lord is way better, but it does feel kind of nice to to rub it in his face. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to read this to you. Psalm 66... Verse 16, come and hear all you who fear God. Listen, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. (laughs) Here the psalmist is saying, newsflash, if you come my way, you're going to hear about the Lord. You have no choice. Now, there's a few things I like to do. I just bought a new bow. I'm enjoying that. It's great. Yeah, thanks, man. Is that Chris? Thanks, bro. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I have, a, I have a deer in my yard now. This decoy, it's so cool. All the other real deer think he's alive. <laughs> Moving on. So, I know, I know it's so wrong. I know. Anyways, I enjoy that. I enjoy fishing. I love fishing. Uh, yeah, I, I love it all. I just think it's all great. Um, I love golf. Golf is great. I, I think it's wonderful. Um, I love my family, obviously, the most. It's, they're incredible. But after about five, ten minutes, if, if you kick it with us long enough, we'll eventually get over all the niceties, and we're going to talk about Jesus. I... I love what Bill said last week. He goes, it's not your family and then your wife and then your kids. and It's just all Jesus. The whole thing is Jesus. So when you can take your kids out and find the presence when you're giving them a golf lesson or throwing a football, it all becomes Jesus. And so God trusts you with them. And so you become the best father that you can be when you are engaged with the Lord while you're with your children. They're no longer a hurdle you actually see Jesus in them. You begin to fight for their destiny. You begin to release every, my, 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 my kids will tell you, every single day, unless I am on like a 12-hour time change traveling, and Jesse will tell you I'm FaceTiming in. I, I, I don't know how many, I don't think I've ever missed a day, maybe one or two in 13 years. Every day my kids here at at least once a day, 90% of those days, twice a day. This is what they hear from me. Uh, if it's one of my sons, you are a great son. You are, you are a great husband. They're like, Dad, I'm not married yet. I'm like, shh, let me prophesy. <laughs> they figured it out. I had to explain how this whole thing works. Like, shh, shh, shh. But Dad, no. Like, let me keep going here. You're a great husband. 
You're a great father. You're a man of God. You're a great brother. You're going to change the world. Every day. That's what they've heard out of my mouth. Every single day. I lay hands on them when they're walking out to, to the car. Jess is like, <laughs> Jess should be, do you remember the patrols at school? <laughs> you remember the patrols? How many of you were a patrol in elementary school? You volunteered, you had the little orange thing, the badge, you thought you, don't run! Remember the whistles and all that? Okay. <laughs> Jess should still be a patrol. Or president of the PTA. Like she is the school, ma- I mean, my Lord. I feel like I'm back in school just living with Jess. Like she's all about elementary and grade school. Like to me, it's a nightmare. For Jess, she's like all about it. She used to sign me up without telling me at the preschool to volunteer. I hate, I'm like, wait, where am I going? I went to SeaWorld once with like how many kids? It was hell. Really, really. Like I have limits. I mean, I. When they're, when they're your kids and they walk by something, they can I have that? You don't know. It's a dumb question. Absolutely not. But when they're not yours and you're with them for seven or eight hours in the horrible heat in late summer, early September, honestly, I thought I had descended into the bottomless pit. I was like, this place is the worst. So while Jess is pulling our children out of the house into the car... I'm often running, like walking with them. They'll tell you, on their way out, my hands on their forehead. The blood of Jesus, and I say this, the blood of Jesus, the anointing, angels all around you today. You're a great son. You're a great husband. You're a great father. You're going to change the world. You're a great brother. They've heard that their whole life. Today, if you ask them, hey, what are you going to do with your life? They'll say, I'm going to shake the world with the power of the gospel. That, 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 that's, that's, that's the power, listen, that's the power of speaking Jesus and talking about Jesus. The Lord is not a blind observer. Let's do a little spiritual math here. The Bible says, has he who formed the eye, can he not see? Right? Has he who planted the ear, can he not hear? That means he sees and hears. That's a beautiful thing. You put those two together with this truth right here. That I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even unto the end of the age. That means we have some, someone who is present, who sees and hears at all times. Okay. That being said, there are things you can talk about that endear him and bring him very close. If you want to bring him very close, talk about him. Talk about him. This is what he does. He told me this years ago. Michael, if you'll talk to me in front of people, I will turn and look at you. And when I look at you, I will come to you. And when I show up, I am not lazy. Great things will happen. It's that simple. We make it so complicated. Get with your friends, talk about Jesus, and hold on. He will come. And in a moment, he'll shift the room. Shift the room. When we, we had Bill at the house the last few nights, and we're laughing, and Ben Fitz was there with Jean-Luc, and they have this crazy relationship, and like the funniest relationship. They're just constantly just going at each other. So funny, and we'd laugh, and then all of a sudden a testimony would come. Really. And Bill would share a testimony, and we'd tear up. And Steph was sitting 
they're just like <laughs> only steps, you know, it doesn't take much. Steph's just like, oh my God, just <laughs> gone, you know. And, and, and Bill would say something funny again and then he, he'd talk about an encounter that he had in his early days or an encounter he had with a great man or woman of God and all of a sudden you'd feel the presence again. I'm not saying you can pull the Lord in like a puppet, but what I am saying is he's a person. I wonder how many times and how much time throughout the day the Lord is waiting to visit us, but we're staring at this. You say, well, if the Lord wanted to encounter me, he would. No, it doesn't work like that. He's not a genie. Psalm 119 verse, can I keep going a little bit? Okay. Psalm 119 verse 46. I will also speak of your testimonies, listen, before kings, and I will not be put to shame. How many of you have ever fought, and don't you lie in the house of God. How many have ever fought the fear of sounding stupid when you share a testimony in front of someone who seems to be important. Have you ever thought that? I have. Because some of our testimonies, look, the rest of you just lied. <laughs> what on earth? I'll answer that question. How many of you ever fought the fear of sharing a testimony in front of someone you felt like, okay, that's better? Now, some of our testimonies are wild. Let's be real. That's a wild testimony. Telling someone you felt power going through your body. and I was shaking. You would think, man, if I sit down with a leader of government or a well-to-do businessman, if I shared this testimony, I might be ashamed. The psalmist here says, I will speak of your testimony before kings, and I will not be put to shame. Let me tell you something. The most important people have hearts just like you. Just like you. And they are facing stuff in many ways... It's the same stuff you're facing. They want to be free in their mind. They want joy. They want their husband to be free. They want their wife to be free. They want their kids to walk with Jesus. They want, us, they want God to use their life. It's the same stuff. I was invited to Washington, D.C. during the election to meet with uh, one of the presidential candidates. And uh, I was invited to take two people. So I, I took, uh, I won't tell you who I took. But I went, and it wasn't President Trump, uh, and it wasn't, it, it just doesn't matter. So I went, and um, oh man, it was my first time in that type of setting. Now I had family who were in Congress, but I, I had never met anyone of this type of stature. So you know what I learned? They just wanted Jesus. That's all they, they, they asked us what was on our heart. We shared our heart. And we said, well, what's on your heart? And they wanted us to pray for them. I was blown away. And I began to share, we began to share our testimonies. We began to tell this person what God was doing around the nations. The great moves of the Holy Spirit. Man, this person just lit up. If you share your testimony, let me tell you something. You will not be ashamed, even if it is before kings. Kings. Now, here's the deal. Testimonies carry the atmosphere of heaven. 
they carry the anointing that brought the original breakthrough. I'd mentioned that earlier. The moment, and this is why, when I talk about the acts of God, God shows up. Because embedded in the testimony is praise. I will say that again. Embedded in that testimony is praise. Praise announces and declares what God has done. So when Moses began to declare the works of the Lord, when he wrote his song after Egypt was destroyed, what did he do? He began to talk about the resume of God. If you want God to show up in might and power, talk about Jesus plundering hell. Talk about the Son of God going into the grave, coming out victorious, and taking captivity captive. Man, that's mighty talk. Are are you hearing me? You begin to talk about the Lord's resume, His testimony. All of a sudden, that power shows up. You say, could it be the same power? The Scripture says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's the new covenant. So here's what I, 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 I want you guys to do. This is what I'm believing for. I am believing that you're going to create a library of testimonies in your heart. And if, you know, my dad saw a, a blind guy's eyes open in Brazil. It was probably in 1998. He still shares that testimony. It drove me nuts. I would take him on trips. He'd share that blind testimony. i go, Dad, can you find a new one? I don't want to hear it again. I was so immature. I was so immature. I didn't understand that that same breakthrough lived in the testimony. I don't, I don't talk to the devil. I rebuke the devil if I do have to talk to him. But sometimes... Your uh, the warfare that goes on around your life, the accusation, the, it's like nonstop stuff. We all deal with it differently. It's all relative. God gives us grace to handle what some of the stuff we just do to ourselves and call it persecution. That's just stupidity. It's not persecution. It's just us being dumb. I'm talking about godly persecution, warfare. Lies. You you need to hear what God has done for you in the past. You need to declare it again. You need to go back and look at all he's done for you. I mean, list it. Oh my gosh, he ripped me out of that and pulled me out of that and took me to that meeting and I didn't even want to go and I didn't even drive to that meeting and so-and-so just happened to call me and Oh, wait, what? I was just flipping through Facebook, just scrolling, and that video popped up, and I just ended up there, and wait, this is crazy. All of a sudden, wonder erupts in your heart. Like, how did I really get here? Janae, how long have you been believing for Orlando, for God to move, right? Were you in awe at this end? Yeah, blown away. Who would have ever thought? This was known as the preacher's graveyard. Nobody wanted to come back here, especially since my father-in-law left. Everyone thought, well, I mean, we can't. That's just impossible. People have tried. What's changed now? The water table's up. God's moving. The Holy Spirit's moving again. What are we doing? We're just riding the wave, right? 
That's all we're doing. What we need to think about, what did we dream of? What did we long for? What did God set me free from? What, what miracles broke out? I'm going to create a library of miracles. I want the, the generations to come. To, to Literally, I want my great-great-grandkids to, I'm sure they'll have some type of electronic library system, like where they can just touch walls that are giant iPads or whatever. I just want them to be like, oh my gosh, my great-great-great-grandfather, wow, he didn't see anything happen in his life. And then he sought the Lord, and the power of the Spirit came on him, and he got a breakthrough, and he... He tended to that one little miracle for like two or three years, and then it began to grow. You begin to list these things, and God is honored, and the devil is humiliated. So this is what I want to happen. I want to be the most testimony-sharing, obnoxious, talking about what God has done, people that this earth has ever known. Uh, Eric Gilmore used to travel with a video camera whenever he was with me and jam it in my face and ask me what God is saying. He did it when I was pumping gas. I was pumping gas one time. He was like, man, it's freezing out. We were on OBT leaving CFAN and I'm pumping gas and I look to my right and this camera comes in. And you know, he's got that little look on his face all the time. Eric does. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, it's like a half grin, like, like Kung Fu master look. So he's just like, and the, the, the lens is right there. And this is what, what he, all he'd say. What's God telling you? I'm like, bro, nothing, nothing at all. He's telling me to pump the gas, I guess, I guess. And then that's when that crippled guy walked. He was, he was too poor for a walker and he had a cart because he'd been hit by a car and his bones were all bent. And he, he walked behind this parking lot. And Eric picked it all up. He got it all. And he saw me go after him and prayed for him. And the guy got completely healed. And I took his walker from him. And a, and a car drove up to us. They go, are you kidnapping this guy? Are you trying to kill him? There were these thugs, hats on backwards. They're like, are you trying to kill him? And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to kill him. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you, bro. But, you know, you guys can watch. And they just kind of like watched. And the dude, I, we, I took the thing from him and he just started walking. Eric captured the whole thing. I'd rather you be like that. Be annoying with your video camera than, than you just not go for anything and then not, not capture it. Not, 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 not tell the Lord, oh my Jesus, I value what you're doing. We will share your testimonies here. When you share the testimony, you build a culture of hope. And the world finds out, wait a minute. If I can get my marriage into that atmosphere, God can change it. If I can get my sickness into that room, God can drive it out. If, I've, if, if my child is bound and, and, and lost, if I can get into that room, that room filled with hope that's being fueled with the wondrous works of the Lord that are being shared, I can just grab a cloth from somebody in there. They can lay their hands on it or pull it off. I can fly this cloth home and put it on my, under my son's pillow who doesn't even know it's under there. He's backslidden on drugs. God can set him free. That's what an environment of hope can do. And hope is fueled by this. This is our God. This is what he does. This is what he's done. Now listen, listen. Stewarding what God has done sets you up for what God will do. 
Say that. Stewarding what God has done sets me up for what God will do. Say it again. Stewarding what God has done sets me up for what God will do. It's vital. It's vital. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you've done, who you are, and your mercy, your kindness, and your love. Lord Jesus, continue to do what you're doing and increase it. Let a healing river. Come on, I need you all to agree with me. Let a healing river flow from Orlando to the nations, to the cities of America. We see your increase, Lord. Thank you for what you did at the sin. Multiply it. Multiply it, Lord. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Flood our nation with the awareness of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. How many of you were there when it started raining? Wasn't that wild? Wasn't that wild? When uh, it was a it was a long day. How many of you have seen the memes of "I survived the sin"? People with sunburn. <laughs> so funny. The farmer stands. How many of you all have seen it? Raise your hand. Yeah, really funny stuff. And you know, people were dropping because of the heat. And I was so tired, so I went in the back and just laid on the on the floor in one of the back rooms. And I felt the Lord begin to dress me. I don't know how else to say it with with the cloak of his presence and I heard the Lord say my people have been reaching out to me for hours it's moving my heart when you take the platform tell them to be quiet take a deep breath I don't want them to cry out I just want them to receive and gently begin to worship me so when we started I told Jeremy and Steph I said hey this is what I'm feeling so we went out and you know when you're sort of so hot and and tired that you know, you know when that first drop of rain hits, you think it might be like you're imagining it? Have you ever done that? Or you think it could be your own sweat falling from your hair to your forehead? I don't know. And, and you know like when you move your head real fast, you see those little stars, little lights? Well, I felt a drop of water as soon as I said, Lord, I think I said, Holy Spirit, send your rain, your heavenly rain. And I, I don't know about you guys, but there weren't any rain clouds like hovering all day. That would have been nice. And I just felt this drop hit me square in the forehead. So I went, oh, I must be really tired. I wish I was more spiritual. Like, well, I must be so tired. And then I saw these little flashy things because the rain started to fall in front of the lights. And then that's when I realized I didn't mean real rain. I meant revival rain. But I think the Lord gave us both. And then the rain would increase with the pace of the song. When the crowd started singing, let it rain. The rain would increase and fall according to how the song was being played. And, I, and that rain was so life-giving. We didn't feel soaked. We didn't feel like nothing got wet on the platform. It was really weird. It wasn't like a nuisance-type rain. It was, it was heavenly rain. It felt amazing. 
we, we were given like this Holy Spirit energy. And I, I was just, I turned around. I didn't know my mic was on and told Jeremy, it's raining, man, it's raining. <laughs> the wonders of God. And you know, to be transparent, I really struggled to post anything like that because it was holy. And then the Lord said, hey, I did that publicly, newsflash. <laughs> Didn't happen in your prayer room. Like newsflash, happened in the stadium. And I thought, I'm going to declare the wondrous works of God. That, that healing rain, healing Revival, presence-filled rain is falling in our city again and in the nations. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life everywhere.